welcome to everybody that's tuned in now for our live of, I think you better do the introduction, Kai, I've forgotten who we are. Wildfire Tribe. Wildfire Tribe, that's right, that's who we are. So, uh, And we have a topic that we have actually been preparing yes. for you and Kylie, what is the topic? Why are we so Wow, it even comes up on the bottom of the screen. So we've just been working on a few new tech ideas this week, uh, just trying to improve every time we come to you live. So anybody that uh, wants to join in and comment, please feel free to jump in and comment as well. We'd love to know uh, your thoughts. And we're so excited that uh, since we've been doing this that we've reached many other countries, haven't we, Kylie? So Kylie does a lot of the behind-the-scenes work what are some of the countries where people are listening to our podcast? Yeah, so excited. So we've got listeners in Spain. We've mm. got listeners in the UK, in the US, New Zealand, Australia. We've got heats in Australia, which is so exciting. We've got some in Belgium and in India. Yeah, India, even in India. India. Cool. We've been in India. We love to go there again. We've been there three times. So hopefully we'll be able to go there again another day as well so our topic for the day is why are we so scared and we're coming to that from a christian um background obviously oh yes. maybe not obviously but uh that that is the filter i guess for us that we speak all of our topics through is christian mysticism so if you're wondering who we are you can find out more information at wildfiretribe.life yes that's our website. Yeah, we also have a Patreon page and that is for, if you're loving this, guys, we would love to, um, you to be a part of our Patreon community. Mm. Uh, we will be launching coming into May. That's only next month. Wow. So this is very exciting. We're launching our Patreon community uh, monthly gatherings. So that'll be next month and we will be doing that once every month. We'll just be gathering uh, the like-minded hearts together online for a zoom yeah. and uh, that we're looking forward to that community just growing and yeah we have lots of other uh we have lots of other ideas and we also have lots of other uh, if you like like tentacles of this octopus that uh, are planned that are forethought we have vision yes. we know where we're going so there are things that we will reveal to you over time but at the current time we have a podcast we have a book we have yeah. artwork we have all of those things and we just love to have people on board joining in the conversation and supporting what we're up to. So if you're enjoying it, get on board and uh, and we can grow and grow and grow. We're so excited to be doing new things all of the time. Why are we so scared? Yeah. Well, we were talking about this the other day and I think this is where the topic kind of grew out of. We were walking and talking as we do almost every day and just fleshing out some thoughts about what it is about people that are believers. Believers, like Christian people. Yeah, believe, people believe that God. believe in God yeah. and um, are on that journey, as we call it. Journey. Yes, your favourite word, honey. Yeah, it's one of my. I'm, I'm getting better with the language discussion. I realise that we are covering those topics, so I'm going to speak the language too. We are on a journey. Yeah. What are the other words? We're blessed. We are blessed. That's another word. Yeah. That's another word. Yeah, totally. So we, I guess the topic of why are we so scared comes from our walking and talking about the Christian life, the walk through doing your, like your life like everybody does, all, mm. all people uh, living their day-to-day -day lives, 
if they have a faith in God, if they consider themselves to be Christians, uh, why would a Christian person seemingly be fearful of doing certain things in their life? Why are we so scared? I don't think this is related to the topic that we're actually talking about. Yeah. But when I think of being scared, I have an irrational fear of heights. Uh, I have a some mental problem with turning right on my motorbike. I'm really bad at it, but I can turn left really well. So it's kind of along those lines I, I, I like to think about being, not that I'm, I consider that it's I'm scared, but I definitely have a fear, whether I realise I have it or not, fear of doing those things in some capacity also limits my capacity to be able to do them. Mm. Uh, what are Christians fearful of? In the Bible it talks about fearing God. Mm. Yeah, it does. Have you got anything to say about that, Kylie? No, but I'm going to leave you with... with, with oh, no, um, are you going to? Yeah, I'm just going to go around here for a sec. Oh, no, so Kylie, uh, that was one thing that I was scared of, that was that Kylie was actually going to just get up and leave, and she, she just did. She's just going to press play on a, on a, a device that's recording this, which is interesting because the last time that we tried to record on that device... We were uh, doing a live show in a town hundreds of kilometres from here and pretty much the same thing happened. We took it all the way there, didn't we, and uh, it didn't work. So are you scared of, like, not <laughs> completing the filming task very well? No, no, I'm not. It's <laughs> just one of those things that happens sometimes mm. with technology. Yeah, we've got a lot going on with new technology as we're trying to uh, – we're just trying to improve the show each week. I guess that's that's part of our desire as well. Yeah, and we're just really, uh, I guess we're wanting to just encourage. Encourage what? One another. One another. So encouraging, <laughs> not, not just me encouraging you and you encouraging me, like encouraging one another as in all of the other humans on the earth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. we want to do that. So that's why uh, that's why we continue to do this uh, this live class. That's why we continue to turn it into a podcast and bring it to you is to encourage you in your walk with God, just by discussing what that's all about. So, mm. are we necessarily great teachers of biblical theology? Yeah, we are. I guess we are <laughs> because we have our own theology that we've crafted by reading our Bible and spending time with God over many many years. So we also like sharing our adventures with people of our walk with God yeah. Uh, so that that can be encouraging for you too. So in those times where uh, you have questions about your day-to-day life and what it looks like to, to be a person of faith, uh, mm. it's great to be able to, to talk to other people that are people of faith as well to see if maybe some of the, some of the uh, occurrences that are happening in your life are uh, have a commonality, if you like, and, mm. and just helping each other get through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So today, yes, we're talking about why we're so scared. And I guess that kind of comes out of that fear-based thinking about uh, trying to get people saved mm. as um, you call it in church, saved from hell. Mm. And making sure they've got a pass to get them into heaven, and you know where that sits our mind, or where we land when we come into a relationship with God, that is 
has foundationally been based out of fear of going to some fiery pit after mm. we die. What, what do you think about that? Uh, so what do I think about? I, I think like for me, for my understanding uh, is that uh, Christianity, for me growing up, the message that I was receiving by going to a church for most of my life, this is my understanding of it. Uh, this would be different for, for everybody, no doubt. My understanding was that if you acknowledge the existence of God, if you believe that he existed, you didn't necessarily have to believe anything about his character, but just that he existed. If you believe that God exists and you ask Jesus to come into your heart, then that's got the moment of salvation. That's the moment of being saved. And from that time on, my understanding was that then you eventually, when your body died, when you died at whatever age that was, that you would get to go to heaven to be with God. And that was my understanding of Christian faith. The other layer to it of my understanding was that once you get saved, once you pray that prayer, God, please, you know, Jesus, can you please come into my heart and forgive me? You know that what they some people call the sinner's prayer. Once you have that moment of salvation, then there's it's almost like there's a a moral code, if you like, to live by in between that moment and the time when you cark it. You know when you die and you get to go to heaven, that it's behaviour based understanding that being a person being a christian if you like in between salvation and death there's almost a responsibility for you to behave in a certain manner you're you know there's all the, there's the 10 commandments there's many 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 more 400 odd, i think commandments uh, in the old testament uh, to abide by uh, you know in the time of the law uh, to actually qualify yourself to be able to be in God's favor so that's that was my understanding mm. is that like yours like we grew up in both Kyle and I have been together uh, for a long time and we actually uh, used to go out in primary school together attended the same schools different churches but lived in the same town what was your understanding of faith or becoming a Christian and and all of those topics yeah I guess I, I certainly used to think there was a line you had to come into agreement that Jesus was your saviour. And I guess, you know, as the years have gone along, I've come full circle and realised, well, if he died for us so that we didn't have to engage with any of that stuff back there, that really the reason why he came was to set people free from the law, to set people free from having to do all of this works and stuff and everything that they were really, really, really bad at being able to do and to give us complete and absolute access to the Father right now and to all of the heavenly realms and to everything, why would we want to then go and bring in all of this fear-based doctrine to then try and convince people that they would want to have a relationship with God based on the fact that if you don't decide to do that, now you're going to, like, burn in hell forever. What kind of God is that? Like, what? Yeah, so... I, I, I... I guess for me, my understanding also was too, you know, between that moment of salvation uh, that you, if you misbehaved enough, it's kind of like that we were talking about last week, like the Santa Claus scenario, mm. 
you know, Santa's watching you, you've got to be good so that he comes at Christmas time and, and gives you a present. So if you don't behave yourself, was my understanding uh, between salvation and death, then it felt to me like maybe you, you sort of snuck or slid a little bit back down the scale of God's approval, mm. you know, so he, he would be like cranky with you because you were swearing <laughs> or, you know, going to the pub on Saturday nights and getting drunk or anything at all I used to think would take you back down that scale to to put me in the eyes of a God that was like, hey, Sean, you're doing the wrong thing. And at the same time, in my mind, mm-hmm. my thinking, that meant to me that I was running the risk of somehow eventually not getting across that finish line of heaven, you know, when I die. If I yeah. if I, if I did enough bad things, yeah. then eventually I'd probably feel so bad about myself that I might even just maybe not even consider myself a Christian anymore because mm. just got too many bad things going on in my life to mm. be walking around telling anybody I'm a Christian. So I might as well not even have God as a part of my life because he's only judging my every move. Mm. So therefore I'm out. Things are, I'm that scared growing up, worrying about God pointing the finger at me and judging me harshly, even after salvation, mm. even after being saved, that I don't even want to acknowledge his existence just in case he's watching. Mm. And then do you think, I, th- I think that then that just kind of filters through everything, like it filters through our whole lives and the way that we um, relate to people and, the, and like the way we relate in our workplaces and the way mm. because we take in this good, bad thing everywhere we go. We're being like it's just, it's, it's this, it's this wall of separation that m- means if I do something that, you, you know, I deem as being wrong or some, something that's making me go down the ladder a little bit that I'm... You're going to fall into the fiery pit of hell. Yeah. And or, burn forever. Or I'm just like backsliding, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm just like... Um, I've had that. It's that language where it's just condemnation. Yeah. Like it's just all this stuff that we let people put it on us, but we also put it on ourselves. Yeah. And there's, that's that's just like I think we've done. both had that in like in church environments. We've both had times in our life separately and together where we've left church backgrounds, where we've mm. left attendance in a church, if you like. Yeah. And there has been a couple of times where it's actually people have actually stated that they're fearful of of our walk with God by by walking away from that church because something might happen mm. where our relationship with God is less than what it is when you're in a church environment. Mm. And so because of that thinking, there is the thinking that if you're not attached to a church where you're uh, attending, where you're being mm. fed the word, where you're being encouraged by other believers, Mm. that you could possibly once again fall back down that slippery slide back away from God to the point of even falling back off the slippery slide altogether into (laughs) that fiery pit of hell. (laughs) Oh, it's just crazy. So as we have been walking out our lives together as people of faith uh, over the last more than a decade together, we have changed our thinking with regards to 
religion and Christianity and faith mm. and yeah. whether or not we need to be scared because we mm. keep on that process, if you like, mm. that um, gnashing of teeth and dragging your cross around process. Yeah. No, that's not us. That's not what we do, is it? No. We don't <laughs> gnash our teeth and drag our crosses around. But we are constantly on in the pursuit of knowing more of God yeah. by talking about him by reading about him, by talking to him, by yeah. listening to podcasts, by just every way that we can possibly mm. get more of him. So in the mm. pursuit of understanding more of him and his character, we've developed a different idea over time, I guess, of than what we had before. You know, if you don't do the right thing, you're going to burn in the fiery pit <laughs> of hell. We've come from there to understanding that maybe that's not even true to the point where if you listen, if you read enough, if you talk to people enough who actually have this topic as an interest of their own, you will come across mm. people that understand Bible translations, yeah. Hebrew, Greek, into English and all the other languages in the mm. world. And over time you'll be able to uh, renew your mind in your thinking as well of mm the God that you know. Yeah. My understanding of the God that I used to know is a lot different now to the one that I used to know. I don't necessarily believe that hell is the four-letter word that we use, H-E-L-L, has been translated from, I believe, four other words throughout mm. the Bible into that four-letter word that we use. And that those other words that have been translated into the word hell have different meanings to each other as well. And it's not that they've been deliberately uh, mistranslated, but let's just say that they're open to interpretation. And I think everything is because if the Bible is a living, breathing scripture, it's a living, breathing word. We've spoken before how Jesus is the word as well. It's all mind-boggling. There's just no end to the discussion. Now, if we can be okay mm. in our own discussions, even with ourselves and God and go, God, like, I don't understand this verse. There's so many things that I don't understand. Mm. And when I say to God, can you explain to me why was why did Thomas say when Jesus was going back to a place where it was dangerous for him to go to raise Lazarus from his sleep, which was referred to as death, why did Thomas say to Jesus in excitement, well, well, that's the way I said it, he's like, yeah, let's, we'll go back with you. Who else wants to come back with Jesus and walk into imminent death? Like, why did he say that? And, uh, and I think as you spend time reading those things and processing that with God, talking to each other about mm. going to Bible uh, studies, speaking yeah. to your pastor at your church, he will have a different uh idea than you even so it's it's almost like everything is open to interpretation in my thinking currently so therefore if it is I don't have to be on concerned about being on that slippery slope of descent mm -hmm. into the fiery pit of hell no. because it's not my whole faith is not based on a sentence my whole faith is not based on a paragraph I'm not I use Twitter a lot you know mm -hmm. I use a lot of social media uh, to to discuss these type of topics with other people as well. And 
a lot of people do not agree that a sentence or a paragraph can mean different things to different people or that your Mm. understanding of it today may be different in one year's time. But that's my experience. And if we're so (laughs) hell-bent, if we're so focused on a, a sentence or a paragraph or you know, a verse or a chapter being what you think it's about and you can't stray from that thinking and you're not open to discussion mm. because you're scared, you're scared that if that changes your understanding that you've got something wrong mm. and that your thinking's wrong and that maybe uh, your faith that you had in something, including uh, some language on a page, is different to what you believe, then are you also on that slippery slope into the fiery pit of hell well no one is no one there is is no slippery slope into the fiery pit of hell so if there's no (laughs) if there's no slippery slope in let's just say there's no hell let's just talk about that now you can you can have your own opinions and you should and mine possibly will change over time as well so let's just say there is no hell in the form that we believe that it existed so we're not afraid of going there anymore no I love this quote. Mike Parsons says, religion has hijacked the gospel and made escaping hell its focus and has used the threat of eternal damnation to scare people into the kingdom. Yeah, and keep them there. Mm, Yeah, and keep them there. He had, has that made us fearful of everything? Are we afraid of the end because it's easier to believe in the worst? Yeah, you hear that uh, on the street a lot too. When you're walking around talking to people, there, there is denominations within uh, Christianity as well that are very focused on uh, the fact or the idea mm. that the world in its current existence is dominated mm. by evil forces and and that we're, we're really biding our time until Jesus blows his trumpet on the horse or mm. comes over the hill and saves us all. So there's many variations on the topic of faith as well, isn't there? I think the hardest part for people to grasp is that in a world where there's so many difficulties and so much destruction and pain and hurt that that there is a good God. And mm. we spoke about this in depth last week, last week about yeah. the goodness of God. And it, it seems like it's easier for people to think that he is this big fearful bearded dude in the sky that just rains terror down upon us every time we're bad because we're all beating ourselves up about every little thing that we're doing so in a in a church type environment too i know this is a little bit cynical but i'll go there in a church type environment as well if if you can be convinced that uh, that god is a god of wrath and judgment and, and an angry god then you're more likely to keep on returning to a place where <laughs> uh, you can be made to feel as if your behaviour is good for at least the day or, or a bit longer as well because <laughs> in that mode of thinking, you're also likely to be thinking that it's a good idea to have your behaviour uh, on, on, a, on a level that's considered to be mm. uh, good morally, I guess, as well. So that's a... Um, a ploy, that's not a very nice word, is it? What's a better word? Maybe it's a, 
tactic. Maybe it's even subconsciously mm. done. Well, I just think it's just a, a twisting somehow in theology, just in our understanding and in, in, in the interpretation of scripture yeah. that has then become something that people have just believed. And then we've actually taught it to one another and it's just become part of the indoctrination of people. Yeah. So um, therefore you're, you're scared. If we keep you scared, yeah. Then you have to keep coming. <laughs> well, you don't want to fall well, into the fiery pit of hell. And, and you know, how many times have we been, we've moved 27 times in 30 years. So that's led us in and out of a lot of different churches over the years. And there, every time we do a move, and especially a lot of our moves have been from large centres like Sydney, and then we'll move out to some tiny little outback location or we'll move to a mm. small town somewhere. And there's always this great concern from the churches that I've left uh, that am I going to be okay when there's not a church to be a part of? And because I've always had my own relationship with yeah. God that and it's and it's I've I have never been afraid that he wasn't enough for me that I didn't need to be held in some kind of community and kept accountable because he is he sees all I cannot hide from him anywhere so he's the ultimate one to be accountable to and he's He's this beautiful, loving God that just comes into this space with me as I draw near to him, he draws near to me, and we just sit in this bliss which is his love. And it's nothing like any of those things that, we, that we've been led to believe will fall away, we need to be careful, we've got to be stay in the covering, and you've got to have all... And Hang on, I just want to interrupt there with the covering. Mm. Stay in the covering, what do you mean by that? Because there'll be people listening that if you're not from a church environment, you might not understand what that language is. Yeah, so, so in very simple form, it's like the protection, I guess, of, of the church. Then they would see that it's a healthy thing that you would be accountable to somebody in the church leadership, maybe to the pastors or something, and that, that would be like this veil of protection over you this like a, I see it like as an umbrella you know all the bad stuff can't get in because you've got this little covering of the church but it actually can be very controlling it can be something that can cause manipulation and 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 disillusion and and then that means that as God's speaking to you you're feeling like you need to run everything by these people who are protecting you and covering you. Yeah, but from a like a, a more positive point of view, I guess, like if you're building a church, you're building a church environment, mm. you're, you're planning churches, you're starting churches yeah. in other areas, it also keeps everybody on the same page, if you like, doesn't it? Like, oh, certainly It's a does. covering of, yeah. hang on a second, you're over there telling everybody that hell doesn't exist. Well, you work for us, you've got our banner above your door. That's not what we believe, so we need to keep each other on the same page. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, different different way of looking at it because we, we're not, uh, you know, we want to be careful that if you're attending church, if you're a church person, then, when, you know, this is not anything about you know, we don't go to church, you shouldn't go to church. This is a discussion. Yeah. Taking oh, both sides. And I guess what it is for me is that, that, because now, like, we've been non-church goers for about 10 years. We but, last week. 
but we go to a lot of different churches. We don't we don't just go to one place. We're going tomorrow. Yeah, we are. Because it's Good Friday. It's Good Friday. Yeah, which is a beautiful day. Yes. Yes. So we go to church, but yeah. we go to different churches. That's our that's what we do. That's not for everybody. This is not a discussion about how you should go to all different churches. I see we've got an eyeball on the screen. Hello to that person. Comment, Hi. like, share, say good day. It's great to have you here. We just uh, we love having people interacting with us. So if you've got something you'd like to say, you'd like to t- tell us where you're from. I'm Sean. That is Kylie. And we are Wildfire Tribe. Yes, we are. So back to the topic of the day, which is why are we so scared? So from a Christian point of view, why are we so scared? Kylie, we've done lots of, like you said, we've moved 27 times mm. in 30 years, say, yeah. and to different towns, different occupations, different houses. We've done all of those things. And each time I think for me, you know, if, if you know, we've moved somewhere to a different town where we know absolutely nobody and we've <laughs> bought a hotel, a pub, and we've decided to take that business on and run it. We don't know anybody. We don't, we kind of know what we're doing. You know, you do learn what you're doing over time in occupations, but we've stepped into each of those places fearlessly. We, we've stepped mm-hmm. into each of those uh, job changes fearlessly. You know, we, we've just, mm-hmm. maybe there's something wrong with us mentally, but we just go, let's move to this town 500 k's away and let's do this business that we may have done or may not have done. And we step in. I never feel like I have like butterflies in my stomach or can't sleep at night because I'm concerned it's not going to work. I'm not scared. No, no. But I think that there's this just this trusting that in God, like we're trusting that he's leading us into things even when they don't make sense. He's leading us on this pathway. Mm. Everything is not the same. It's we can't be gauging success on how much money we're making or success on um, what things look like from the outside, really, because... We say that to poor people, though, don't we? Because we're so wealthy, we like saying, <laughs> don't worry about the fact that you haven't got much money. It doesn't mean you're any less than us. We say that to comfort ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think where I was going with the stepping into things, uh, into different occupations, etc. fearlessly, and I do understand what you're saying, we do that with faith and we do that with that peace that surpasses all understanding, mm. knowing that God ultimately has our best outcomes or trusting that he does have our best outcomes for us. But I think as a person of faith, a Christian person who I sometimes identify as, I feel like within the bounds of our faith that there's more fear for me of getting things wrong as a Christian person in my faith walk than there is of getting things wrong in my occupation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Because I'm not, you know, I'm stepping fearlessly into yeah. a new job I've never done. Mm. Uh, I'm learning the job. I'm loving having something new. I've got my faith in my back pocket, mm. you know, I'm trusting on, on yeah. my faith to get me through no matter what happens. Even if it's a disaster, I've still got my faith. But when I go to, when I'm in a religious circle mm. on a regular basis, I have to, I, I, I change my behaviour, I change my language. So I change. do you think that comes from that foundation like when we were young and we went to mm, churches so. when we were young? It's our understanding of, of 
our fear of God or why we, yeah. why if he loves us or whether he's like mm. that God, you know. And it's not that fear. Like we're not talking about like the fear of the Lord, which is like this awe and mm. wonder that just his majesty and how no. incredible he is. But it's this terror that that is placed into us as i used that little example last week about the pastor who was saying make sure you be good Mm. when you're going out to kids church um yeah that's where the that's i think that's where my understanding has come from Mm. in my in my christian walk is that uh through those teachings within a church and i i i absolutely believe that in most of the environments that we're walking into these days in a faith uh, environment, are changing. I, mm. I, I see change. Some have not changed at all. Some have changed. There's different messages everywhere. Mm. And I think, once again, another topic we've spoken about is the language around our relationship with God too. Mm. Are we scared of him? Are we in awe of him? Mm. Is he the cranky God? You know, is he the happy God? Is mm. it, it just depends on <laughs> how you think that he is and what you've been told that he is yeah. as to how you walk your life out. Because if he's the, <laughs> you've got to be careful you don't get that wrong, then I am totally in fear every moment of my day of <laughs> I better not talk to that person down the street and say the wrong thing, especially for me, like in a church environment. I, I, I um, Sometimes things just come out of my mouth and and <laughs> it's true. they're not always... <laughs> Maybe if I spend a little bit of time thinking about it beforehand, it might hit with a little bit less impact. Yeah. And especially in that church environment. So mm. it's like I do have to, I do feel like I'm, I'm altering my behaviour mm. in some environments because I'm scared. Mm. And it may not be even just that I'm scared of God, but I have a fear of, of people not liking mm. me and those sorts of things you know that am i scared of people not liking me i think most people have a degree of that here you probably don't care because you're robust (laughs) (laughs) i'm robust thanks i think hardy i think though like you know where we're going in our our walk with god as we're really wanting to delve into the mysteries of the unseen realms of the kingdom this multi-dimensional life that where he's leading us into the fullness of we have to at some stage let go of those structures that have caused us to not be able to be undone you know so we we if there is any of that like clean yourself up and not allow we're not allowed to just be ourselves then that's concerning because where is god in the rest of our weeks like where is he in all of those spaces where we're walking with him and do you want me to answer that for you where is god in the rest of the week he's inside of you exactly he's in you he doesn't leave us no never never so he you know when you hear people say come holy spirit or i can't wait for jesus to return and all of that type of thing he's already here he can't be any closer yes so he's in and the holy spirit's inside of us too when you're cruising around the street acting appropriately (laughs) and he's in you he already knows what you're like (laughs) 
you don't have any fear that no. you're going to get things wrong because why would he put himself inside a person where he's like, oh, my goodness, I can't be here because Kylie has such a filthy mouth. Exactly. But you see, the more I I understand that he's there and the more that I engage with him and we, we, we start to build this real friendship together, then all of those other things just fall away, mm. all those things that annoyed me, those habits that were horrible. That, that, um, but you're not thinking about those habits having to change. No. Yeah. No, you're, and that's the thing. You're thinking when we're about focusing, your relationship on with him. Absolutely. Which in turn yeah. is changing those habits. Absolutely. Like I'm so much nicer than I used to be. <laughs> you are. Yeah, you've got to say that. You actually are. Because <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about changing your behaviour. No, it isn't. Now, a recent podcast, uh, podcast I suppose, a fellow you can watch on YouTube, etc., is a gentleman by the name of Chris Blackaby. He's an Australian as well. And he talks at uh, this church service in Sri Lanka, uh, WOW, W-O-W mm. Church. Is that Kirby? Kirby Delano's Church. church yeah. he, has this, uh, he has this very unique way of describing relationship with God as to, you know, work, you know, getting saved, being saved, set free from sin and, you know, separation from God and then that, you know, falling back down the scale to, uh, you know, doing things wrong, doing things wrong, got to do some things right to get back up to this chair, you know, where where God loves me. And it's it's a very unique way of describing and a very simple way to understand what we're talking about today or, mm. you know, being saved completely in a moment to then feeling like you're falling back down this scale, trying to work yourself back up. Once you're there on that chair, you're there on that chair. Yeah, come on. And he explains it really well. Mm. Chris Blackaby is his name. There's so many people around the world that are uh, talking at the moment and, you know, in this Christian mystic movement, I guess we're calling it the Christian mysticism uh, movement that are really good teachers that are, you know, have different language. We've spoken to some friends of ours uh, who are quite possibly online tonight even recently about that language that different people have as well, haven't we? Like the likes of Justin Abraham. If you haven't heard of Justin Abraham, I don't know what's going on in your life. (laughs) You need to get a bit of Justin Abraham into it. Absolutely. Uh, Seriously, if you are looking for content of people that are teaching Christian mysticism, and by that we mean, you know, the the pursuit, the never-ending pursuit of the awesome God of the world who loves you so much and has, mm. you know, infinite mysteries for you. That's that mystical, you know, chasing after him to, to get some of those secrets for us and for our children, you know, that God has for us. There's people, Justin Abraham, uh, Kirby Delanerol, obviously, in Sri Lanka, Chris Blackaby, Nancy Cohen. We're not here to advertise all of those guys necessarily, but you can contact us on our website, yes. which is, what is it, Kylie? Wildfiretribe.life. And, and there's on, heaps of details there. Yeah, on there, if you can't find information about who else to listen to or maybe books that you would like to read, uh, then we just get in contact with us and we'll we'll help you out. So welcome back to everybody uh, who's listening today. Tomorrow is Good Friday, Kylie. Mm, yes. 
are you what does that mean for you do you want to broach that subject on the mm. does it fall into the topic of our scared topic why are we so scared well it it's a beautiful day mm. just to know that you know Jesus paid such a huge price for our freedom and it's something you know we we talk about and we have a great honor for people that fight for our freedom you know i mm. Uh, it's always um, moving when you go to a Remembrance Day, you know, for, for guys that have been to the war, for women and men that have been to war and and there's just such an, a reverence there and a, and a gratefulness, I guess, for people putting everything on the line to so that everyday people can continue to live in freedom. Yeah. Well, Jesus did that in the ultimate way that has bought all of humanity freedom, this freedom that so many of us are not living in. We're not living in the fullness of the revelation of who we are, mm. that in that moment we were reconciled to the Father, that we were able to come into this oneness with the trinity this beautiful perikinesis this dance where i am in him and he is in me and that there is no longer any separation there's no separation between any of us in all of humanity all of us like we're all brothers and sisters we're all connected in this beautiful dance and it is just a glory-filled wonder-filled incredible beautiful dance and I can only be filled with joy when I sit in that space of Good Friday. And I know there's just, it's just such a, a moving, I, that's not even a big enough word. Like I, I don't really know how to explain it when you envisage Christ on the cross where you, where you really think about, like I remember when I watched The Passion, the Mel Gibson movie, and, and just was just too real like I just felt like it was it was just a little bit too real for me just how what that really really meant in a in a bodily form and mm. yeah it's just but what it what it has brought us is something that I think for hundreds and hundreds of years we haven't really known the fullness of hundreds of years thousands even more. thousands of years so what, what has it brought us well all those things i just spoke freedom about. no separation mm. from god yeah. no nothing in between god's vision of us mm. that taints his vision of us yeah like when he sees us he sees jesus he sees beauty he sees life he sees wonder he sees love. He is love. Like it's just, ooh. I said something really, oh, I thought it was funny at the time today. Do you want to hear about it? I don't know. <laughs> is it going to be like interesting? <laughs> Do I ever talk about things that are not interesting? <laughs> so I visited someone this afternoon and they said, what are you doing this weekend? I said, well, it's Easter. We've got a couple of things on. We've got somebody coming to visit. We're doing this and that. And oh, and then I said, Oh, that's right. And tomorrow, like tomorrow's Good Friday, I'm going to a, a church service. And they went, Oh, wow, these are not church attending people. But uh, mm. 
I said, yeah, I'm going to a church service, but it's out of town. It's not at a church. It's out of town at some, this is what I said, at some fella's house on a hill, and he's got a big cross that they're putting up, and they're going to crucify someone, and they do it every year. They pick the oldest person in the church, and they do it. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> so is that interesting? Maybe not, is it? Um Tactless, probably, but it's just one of those things that come out, Kylie. But you know, when I, when I'm talking before about just those things that just come out, trying to break through the atmosphere yeah. and, and having a laugh, taking yeah. attention out of people's lives, sometimes right. things come out that you think, "Ooh, I probably could have said that different." But yeah, it's they having no fear of judgment by mm. those people that I kind of know, yeah, and who understand my humor, yeah, that. It's okay. Yeah. And you walk very closely with God, you know, and you're wired with a very real, in a very real way. And you're also uh, like um, witty. And I think we need to embrace our uniqueness. Like we need to not try and tame ourselves down, I think. We need to just press in more to God. And then we become more like more of our authentic yeah. selves because, you know, we, we need those sentences sometimes that are just a little uncomfortable to cut through those, mm. that religion, no. to cut through those things that we've seen as being proper, but they're actually walls of separation between yeah. us and um, and no. them. You know, there is no us and them. This is the journey of no us and then this is the journey of the mm. fullness of all of us together in this beautiful symphony of oneness. Mm. Yeah, we've got it's so great. We've got this new technology tonight. Um, apart from our, our new chairs, well, they're actually just old chairs that we've had <laughs> for years, but they're different. <laughs> and we've got little microphones which we had for years, but now we're using them. And we also have this technology that's actually linking Facebook together with YouTube and. I think that's it at the moment. but So we've got all these um, comments coming in as well. So thank you to to the people that are listening now and who are commenting as well. One of the comments I saw there before was um, about, uh, I think you just covered it then, oh, often we're scared because we can't see or don't see what's next, you know, fear of the unknown, and it's mm. so valid, it's so true. We have all of these different uh, thoughts of fear. We have different uh, scenarios we have different changes in our life sometimes they're completely mm. unexpected therefore they can also turn into a fear of something unknown in the future as well mm. and 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 I guess for for me you know my only hope is to just remember who lives inside me <laughs> all of the time because that's my only hope yeah I I, I can't I can't be trusted <laughs> to make <laughs> good decisions in my life you know so I need God who is in me to help me walk out my everyday knowing full well that no matter what happens even if I say something silly <laughs> that he is still in me as well and that everything is going to be okay it's that peace that surpasses all understanding mm. that we always come back to you know yeah with with full knowledge of who he is gives you full permission to be who you are which gives you permission to make mistakes or not as well, doesn't yeah. it? It's just a it's just a walk through life of trying to cruise down the road without hitting too many speed humps, you know, because mm. they hurt. 
<laughs> and I guess the thing that I, I love about unique expression as well, like we're we're a part of a number of different ascension groups or prayer groups, mm. if that makes a little bit more sense to people, um, where there's just a lot of different kinds of people. And it's beautiful when everybody has a chance to express themselves or because everybody sees in a different way in in the multi-dimensional realms like ev- mm. everybody uh, communicates what they see in a different way and each one of those pieces those layers of what it is that we're we're collectively seeing it weaves this beautiful and very powerful tapestry of all kinds of different things that are being released on the earth like governance and just bringing things into alignment and bringing frequencies and releasing frequencies and energy and all kinds Mm. of different things that that if there's any of that stuff that's there from from our childhood or from us thinking oh no we're not good enough oh no like I'm not articulate enough or oh no like I I don't I don't talk all mystical like those people Mm. do that that's actually a wall that stops people from really sharing yeah. what it is that they're seeing. Yeah. And we need all of the voices. All of the voices are so precious and so mm. beautiful. And, yeah, I guess that's just one of my passions is to see people step into themselves in that way where they're really beginning to have confidence, no fear. We're not scared, like letting go of those fears of being wrong, getting it wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing right. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm I'm not, I I can't see what that person is seeing. I'm seeing this other Mm. thing that doesn't seem to um, have anything to do with with what everybody else is doing or saying but it could actually be that little key that ties everything together or that breaks something else open and yeah so we we're really wanting to encourage you in in your walks of uh, just uh stepping into that it, hey babe like yeah I mean, we we're on something this morning a group a chat on a, on a zoom if you like with many people all praying together about, uh, say, a certain cause. And, and you'll find that there's, like Kylie's talking about, there'll be people within the group who go, oh, I think I've got something to say, but it's I don't know if it sort of fits in or if, you know, it's like it's almost, an, a, you know, I'm not sure if it's valuable for the conversation, but it is and it, it is. always is mm-hmm. because God created each one of us uniquely with our own individual thoughts, voices, mm-hmm. and we need all of them. Because, you know, what was shared this morning was something that was just like, wow, like God showed you that and you were on the verge of not sharing that with us. Like that is, that is gold. We need to encourage each other to be not the best version of ourselves behaviour wise, but the ultimate version of ourselves, peeling back all those layers of anything, Mm. including fear in any form Mm. to reveal the fullness of who you are because that's who we need we need the fullness of each other for things to work out as god intended i i was challenged by um chris blackaby in another way too i was just thinking about him again he was saying he was talking about how we are sons and daughters of god you know Mm. I, i don't i'm absolutely confident i was never told that growing up now that's my understanding. And as sons and daughters of God, you also have the ability to govern 
in, in from the spirit realm what is going on on earth physically as well as sons and daughters of god we have the ability to govern weather we can move clouds we can communicate with trees uh, one of the things that chris blackaby speaks about is you know going to god and going god like god why is that earthquake happening down there and god's like well that's up to you you know as sons and daughters of god we are actually uh, we actually have the authority to rule even those things and govern those things so this is the adventure that that we're stepping into we are not the only people one thing for sure is that in that adventure for learning those things involving yourself in those things practicing those things speaking to your dog without using voice your voice practicing telepathy with your wife you know those kind mm. of things that that the science world tells us is possible maybe because they did this experiment in 1987 on an island somewhere not only is it possible if science knows a bit about it but that's not even the fullness of it mm. because god has more than that we've tried telepathy together yeah. like, it's yeah. like hide and it's no what's it not hide and seek um it's that other game you play when you're driving. I spy. I spy <laughs> with my little eye. So we play that when we're driving and there's no clues. <laughs> yeah. So it's I am thinking of something. Yeah. Not an object, not a shape. Yeah. Not a not any any actual assistance whatsoever. Mm. And Kylie has to guess what I'm thinking about. And I will have it in my mind, I'll see it, and I will focus on it, shape it, think about it, and allow Kylie access to my brain telepathically to see if she can see it as well. Mm. And we, we, we started off like quite good because mm. but then I felt like I was overthinking then. Mm. So I started really thinking about what it might be. And then I, I would started have... overthinking. Mm. Right, keep going. Yeah. So then I felt like by the time we, the last time that we did it, I was way off. Yeah, the like, first time, the first time we ever played it, we were driving uh, north of the town where we are here. Yeah. And I was thinking, I can't remember specifically, I think I was thinking of a tennis ball yeah. and Kylie guessed a soccer ball or something yeah. very along the lines. And there was no clues of, a ball or any, or, you know, a sporting equipment or anything like that. So these things that are thought of and spoken of on Wikipedia or the Encyclopedia Britannica, if you have those, still <laughs> flick through them and have a look at some of the, the mysteries in there and then I dare you to go, hang on a second, if science thinks that that's a thing, I reckon there's more and talk to God about it, get him to show you the next level of that and there is another level there's another level, there's more and there's more mm. and there's more. We are currently trying to do things in the heavenly realms, the spirit realm, the unseen realm, if you like, uh, and bring those down to earth uh, in a physical sense as well. Uh, there's people that are doing that. There's people that have done that. So are we to be fearful of stepping into those places for any reason? So, mm. so as a as a believer in God, a follower of Jesus, mm. a person with the Holy Spirit, you know that all that language of Christianity is there a need to be fearful in that when we're on the pursuit of understanding 
how crystals work and how mm. the energy from a crystal can interact with your body, etc., and help you heal. Mm. Do we have to be fearful of, of stepping into those places? No, I don't think we do. And I feel like because... And that comes down to what casts out fear. It's love that casts out all fear. Perfect. And perfect love. And perfect love is the Father. Like perfect love is Jesus. Perfect love is being in that place of oneness. So if we always find ourselves in, like we're always in. <laughs> yes. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> you're in <laughs> if we're always in then we're just walking in through the gateway of his goodness which he is the gate and we become the gate too like we are gates and doors just as he is gates and doors because we are all those things that he was and greater things than me all those things that he is so we are those gateways into the multidimensional realms and into even as we're walking into those spaces of understanding things that we used to be over in that file of like oh you don't touch any of that like they told us at church don't go near any of that because that that will cause you to get involved in something that will you like all that fear-based reason why I wouldn't want to be looking into things if I am approaching all of these things in him then I'm coming in love I he is everything that I need to be able to step into a deeper understanding of all those things where my understanding is currently at zero or my current understanding is a fear-based understanding so if I am thinking I don't want to go near something because I'm afraid of it, then maybe we need to take it and look at it through fresh eyes. Like we need to look at that through through his eyes and see if there's a mystery there to unpack that could bring another dimension of awesomeness into our life. Yeah, so how far can you go? Is there a, is there a barrier? You know, Is there a line? Of I'm stepping in a place that I used to understand was a dangerous place for us to go, you know. Like, but it's not that long ago that that angels who are in the Bible, you know, mm. there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that we don't yeah. even talk about in church for fear of worshiping them or something. Mm. So, is there how you know is there a safe zone? Is there a place where it's like, hang on, that's that's step too far across this line, and therefore you're at risk of whatever it is, the punishment that comes with that or is it just open slather no i just think that we walk with wisdom and wisdom is a being like <laughs> a person <laughs> so wisdom isn't just being wise and making yes. wise decisions like we we walk with wisdom yes and we walk we we also have discernment and we have holy spirit mm. and we have all of this company that walks with us that you know you just you just know when there's something that you just actually that's not for me mm. everything isn't for everyone and maybe and it's just not for not for you because it's not for you ever but it's just not for you right now exactly. because you're walking intimately with your yeah. creator yeah and he's just saying to you in that still small mm. voice Kylie that's not for you you know, come over here and have a look yeah. at this. 
because you have to understand this first before mm. I will take you over there. Because if you go straight there, yeah. you might see something you don't understand or you might mm. you might see something that scares you because yeah. you don't understand it. So if you come over here, if you walk with me over to this place, I'll show you the understanding here. I'll show mm. you that wisdom is a being that you can yeah. walk with and not just a word that describes being intelligent. Yeah. And when you've got wisdom with you, mm. then I will show you I'll take you back over to there where I told you not to go before with wisdom and mm -hmm. she will help you understand. Absolutely. Yeah. And Holy Spirit too, you know, and I'm really um, coming into this, the fresh revelation of Holy Spirit being the feminine of, of the Trinity because I walked with Holy Spirit for my whole life and I, for a very long time refer to holy spirit as him and i and i did in my book as well i talked talk about oh that's one him. thing you haven't spoken of kylie your book aren't we supposed to talk about your book yes yes not now she's giving me after, that look after like, my divine wisdom that i've now forgot what it was <laughs> oh, no. oh no yeah i was going to tell a story like i feel like that just that learn that learning about what not to and what to do um we used to live in Sydney um, very, uh, like, oh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and um, at that time we used to walk everywhere. We walked to work and we walked home and we, we used to walk through the city. We lived right in the city and there were some dangerous areas. I, I just always had this conscious ness of God I was or that I was in him that we would walk together that we were always and I would just listen to that voice that I could hear whispering to me like that those feelings that I'd have oh, I always walk that shortcut down that strange little alley there because that cuts off like half a block and I can get home a, bit, a little bit quicker but tonight I just feel odd about that I just don't feel like that's the way I should go so I'm going to walk up the highway because that's where all the lights are and, and I just feel like and nothing you know you make it home and and you get there and you think oh was I just worried or anything like that but sometimes it's learning that in the everydayness of walking with God where you're constantly just tapping in and learning what his voice sounds like, learning the nudges, learning that journey of just being in the fullness of who he's created us to be, that the, you, you, there just comes a point where sometimes you just stop thinking, oh, no, 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 that's not for me. It's just all, all of a sudden you just want to know, you have questions about everything. It's like, oh, really? You think that? Oh, Tell me about that because I'd like to know why you think that or what is it about that, you know, that belief. Like a long time ago I would have just had my agenda, this is what I believe and this is what's right and yeah. everything else is wrong and it was only fear that was keeping me out of all of yeah. these other realms. Does that make sense? Uh, I think so, Kylie. Everything you say makes a lot of sense to me <laughs> when I'm listening. <laughs> You were distracted then, though. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, not being fearful of things because that's the topic to, for yeah. today, isn't it? Well, I was actually concentrating. And I was on a motorbike. I love motorbikes. On a motorbike, uh, a road bike, because that's what I love, riding more than dirt bikes, <laughs> is road bikes. I have a fear of turning right. 
Yeah, you do. Mm. Kylie knows because yeah. she spends a lot of time on the back of the motorbike. <laughs> and I quite often wonder why that is, mm. and I've never fully understood, but I think I partially understand. I think it's related to maybe some kind of trauma that happens in people's lives too. An accident, something that goes wrong, mm. can become something that you remember that's it's burnt, like it's a neural pathway in your brain of when I get to this point, then... I go this way. That's the way I go, even if it's a way that's that takes you uh, into a place where you've been before that's not good. You just go that way because it's a learnt thing. You do have the ability to change the neural pathways in your brain. That's yeah. the transformation of, of um, your mind, the mm-hmm. renewing of your mind, if, if you like. Again, there's a book, uh, before I forget, uh, Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Mm-hmm. That's another recommendation for anybody interested in the renewing of your mind from a uh, biblical background as well. So I was talking about motorbikes. I have actually had an accident, a small one, when I was turning right going around a corner on the motorbike with Kylie on the back years and years and years ago. I was on a dirt road though and we flew off the road. We didn't, it was dirt and was slippery. We didn't take the right-hand corner very well. We went off, remember that, on the yeah, road yeah. to a BNS ball out of whoop whoop and um with only motorbike to ever been there, it was that far <laughs> out in the sticks. So we went off the road, but we didn't fall over, did we? We just no. went off the road. And, yeah. and I think it's the only time I remember where I've left the road turning a corner that way that I can associate with then having an ongoing fear mm. of turning that way. And it's not always there, but I can turn as fast as I want on any corner left, but right is not always as easy for me. And I think it comes from that place of a fear of flying off the road again to the left, like it did all of those years ago. So what happens is I'm trying to go right. I'm fearful of going left. I'm looking at the left where I don't want to go. And if you know how motorbikes work, wherever you look is where you go. Mm. So I'm looking at the left, not wanting to go there. And that's where we go. And then I panic because I'm going left, but I want to go right. So I have, I'm doing all of that from a place of fear or being scared. It's just another layer of the topic, if you like, of how to come out of that place of fear or being scared is to walk or ride your motorbike with God. Like get a motorbike and get him on the back, you know, and Mm. and get him to explain to you how it is that you can go right and develop those new neural pathways in your brain to understanding whilst you're on the bike, whilst you're turning, that hang on, I don't have to be fearful of going left because God has shown me what the problem was and we're developing a new way. So Mm. I am currently getting better at that. And when you get to jump on the back Mm. of the bike again, you'll see Mm. we'll be able to go really, really fast all of the time now. And that's a really powerful statement. You're developing a new way with him. And that really is what we're doing as we're coming out of this this age of the church and we're coming into this beautiful age of the kingdom, this age of grace, like this age of wonder and multidimensional realms, this age of immortality and new creation reality. Mm. You know, we really need to be embracing that new way, re-allowing that process of the transformation of our minds to just undo all those old ways of thinking and to really allow us to come alive, our whole cellular makeup, mm. with this new way that we're going forward. 
Yeah. So I feel like, uh, you know, a topic of um, what are we scared about? What are we fearful mm. of? I feel like we've actually covered it quite comprehensively in mm. our own walk. This is a discussion. This is a discussion about uh, mm. mysticism, Christianity, faith, yeah. following God, all of those, uh, all of that language and, and, and our own experiences too of maybe things that have not gone right in our life and therefore establishing a place inside of us of, of losing trust or losing faith or just being concerned about which way to turn mm. and how you can you can overcome that with him you know like we're when that is that is our life you know god is our life he's our existence he's our everything we have no interest in uh, sliding down the slippery slope into the fiery pit of hell or getting close <laughs> to there without him we have no interest in not acknowledging that he's in us and trying to figure things out ourselves, we're not. Uh, we're not. You know, we're interested in counselling, psychology. You know, all of those different science, um, scientific pursuits as well. But from the eyes of the point of view that God invented everything, mm. and the things that we have uncovered that we think we're really wise that we know about mm. are merely just morsels of what he has for us. Mm. Wow. Wow. You just stop saying stuff. I love it. So that so brings good. us to our conclusion then, I suppose, because yeah. unless Kylie's got something to finish off, but thank you so much, uh, everybody, mm. for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Mm. Uh, we really appreciate having you having you on and, and commenting as well as we go. Religion uses the fear of an angry God and the fear of hell to keep us in order. But God calls us to simply love him, to love ourselves and to love one another. Ooh. <laughs> no religious rules. There's nothing even complicated about it. He's not angry with us. He is loving and faithful and he is full of grace and mercy and he is fun and he is joy, his goodness. He's never changed. He has shown us how to love. He loves us so much that he is prepared to come in the flesh and die for us as he did. And that's what we're remembering tomorrow. Even when we saw ourselves as his enemies, if we loved him like that and if we loved one another like mm. that the world would be a different place that's it thank Kylie mm. that was well finished so thank you everybody for listening yeah really thank you so it. much guys we it's been a blessing you with us again another mm. time very soon have a beautiful Easter thank you Ooh.